Be a part of history on February 14th at 2 p.m. Memphis Wrestling is back. Join us at Top of the Line Event Hall for live TV tapings. Limited tickets are on sale now at championshipwrestlingmemphis.com. episode is brought to you by Spunk Lube. Spunk Lube is the perfect blend of water and silicone. It is an all-purpose personal lubricant that can be used for any occasion. You will love the natural feeling and look of it. It is safe for sensitive skin. Go to spunklube.com and tell them shooting the shiznit sent you. You better tell someone. Tell someone about stspod.club. Tell them now. Call them. Text them. Tell them. Telegram. Send them video messages. Whatever. Tell them. Hey, guys. Live on Facebook. We're going to do the theme song, and we're going to get started. So here we go. STS Studios. I'm Brian Trammell. What's going on, Lance? I am right here in the Planners Redskin Spanish Peanut Studios in Chicago, Illinois. You know, because Planners doesn't get it. They don't. They didn't change the name yet. So we're in the Planners Redskin Studios. So, and as opposed to the Planners Legumes Studios. Yeah, there Chicago. you go. How do you like that generic? Uh, uh, it was like Night of Roxbury. Yeah, it was like Night at the Roxbury. Well, I don't want to. I don't want to mess up. And <laughs> Facebook tell us. <laughs> Facebook tell us. Oh, you're using. Everybody else can do it, but me. Yeah. Um, just remember, guys, we are on Facebook Live until the commercial break. Uh, you can listen to the whole episode, the edited version, audio version tomorrow on the feed, or you can uh, subscribe to Patreon, get it tonight, or get the video tonight. Whatever you want to do, if you want to watch us or you want to just listen to us. I think uh, the ladies are going to want to watch you before they go to bed tonight i think that's probably uh, our big well, target demo you're the demo it's just, i have Oof. mark southern i have dustin star and i have you and it just all these pretty boys make me look ugly the so hair make me you, look ugly, i gotta so. i you know i was saying before we went on i have to do the hair right because right, you know right, i'm following right, right. dustin star with the perfect hair you know <laughs> so i can never wear a hat because i don't want us to be you know the the maga boys or whatever here with the both with the hats on so. right 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 could uh, never have the hat. Although you're wearing the hat backwards, so no, no, you wear the hat backwards. I don't want to talk about it. Uh, I want to thank everyone for our listens already this month. We have more listens in this month, and it's the 19th, uh, than we had last year in January. So thank already. you, thank you, thank you already. Yep. Uh, stick with us right before the commercial, and we're going to give away the dud of the year. That's the worst downloaded episode. Yeah, that we're going to give those away for 2020. And also, this is episode, I can't believe I'm saying this, Lance. This is episode 399. Does it feel like 399? How much do we charge for this? 399? 399? How's it? Oh, go? Yeah, yeah. No, hey, it does not feel like 399. It feels like. <laughs> 
I mean, it just keeps getting more and more comfortable us doing this. Our chemistry just like we always talk about it. So pulling back the curtain for the people watching on here, it just feels great doing these shows, you know, with all the different subject matter that we come up with, whether it's WTF or CKC or interviews or whatever. It just feels like it's a pleasure to do this, man. So thank you for having me on all the time. You know, that's we celebrated our fourth year returning on Saturday. I was always excited about uh, this is weird, but I got some advice one time. It said, wait till the fourth year and you will start, you'll really start exploding. If you can put it out weekly and we put two out a week, uh, your, your, uh, your downloads will start going more after four years. And I told the wife, I was like, wow, I, I didn't think it was going to come true, but it did. So we're, we're doing a lot more and it has a lot to do with being on Facebook live and more people getting to see us. And just to let you know, our most (laughs) downloaded personality of all time, he has like four most downloaded episodes. Kenny Bowling returns for episode 400 on Facebook live. The first part as the first part on, uh, on Thursday in, you know, we might talk about wrestling. Hell if I know. So you know how Kenny is. It, he'll you just throw something out there and he'll run with it and you'll get a word in edgewise about fifteen minutes later. That's how <laughs> this it is. So goes. true, so true. <laughs> All right, let's get started. Tell everybody so what we're doing tonight. We are doing observing the observer. This is the Wrestle Kingdom. Uh, Wrestle Kingdom 15 edition of this, which happened on January 4th and 5th, just recently, uh, where we're comparing our thoughts about Meltzer's grades and reviews of the show um, to what we thought of the show. And because this is their show of the year, they're kind of like, I guess it's like the Daytona 500 in NASCAR, where they start like with their big thing of the year, and then they do some other stuff throughout the year, but their real big show is Wrestle Kingdom. So right at the beginning Did of the year. Did you say the big show? No, that's the uh, new Cody Rhodes vehicle on TNT. Oh, I was thinking about that the talent show guys, with that so, Snoop yeah. Dogg guy that I love. <laughs> anyway, so a couple of preliminary thoughts. I thought um, I think it's easier to digest two shows than it is to digest like one eight-hour show. Like, I agree. Each of these I shows agree. were yeah, yeah. about each of these were like four hours plus. Um, but I think it's easier to come back and do two four-hour shows back to back than to do like whatever that one was like two or three years ago, where it was like, honest to God, it was like almost eight hours. It was like, I handled it, but man, it was tough, grueling stuff in the middle of that show. So um, I thought on this show, night two was slightly better. Um, The whole card. Well, we'll talk about the averages on our scores at the end, but I had night two slightly better than night one. Um, The other thing that I wanted to talk about before we get to the matches is the weird atmosphere. Um, this is obviously a building that holds Tokyo Dome holds like about whatever, 35, 40,000 people. And they had whatever, 20% filled capacity in there. And the sound was just really interesting. In certain matches, it was really good and cool and the hard hitting noises and sounds and stuff. But then in the other matches, you would hear like the people were handed like they sounded like paper towel tubes, like they were banging paper towel. What did he call them? I can't remember what he called them. And they, yeah, it it got on my nerves like that horn does when you're watching uh, in Mexico. Yeah, yeah. yeah, But I've heard that same sound the the paper towel tubes that I'm making. uh, You know, I'm saying I'm talking about. There was like. It was like when you'd hit your brother with the paper towel tube. Right, 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 right. That's what it sounded like. And I've heard that same sound at Lucha Libre, too. So at Lucha, they have those and they have the horns, too. So it was definitely interesting. There were a couple matches where the sound and the hard-hitting sounds from the ring really stood out. Um, So it's just a a different atmosphere, really weird compared to the Thunderdome and everything else that we're seeing these days. Impact, where there's like literally nobody there. So it was just another interesting... um, 
you know, arena for wrestling in 2021. So shall we start with night one? Let's do it, man. Let's do it. Let me let All everyone right. know this is uh, this is the issue January the 13th, 2021. If you're an observer reader, go ahead and uh, you can read along or, or look at the other matches because we can't cover everything because it's two nights. Too many, uh, too so, many matches. So we're gonna, yeah, too many matches. So we're going to look at it now. So go ahead. I, I'll so set you, up, let you talk. You picked out five matches from each night and you left off. There was one that you left off that I was kind of surprised you left off and one that you included that I was surprised. So we'll talk about about that, but the first match we're talking about from night one was my man Hiromu beating El Phantasmo, and in the business we call him ELP. I don't know if you're aware. Oh of that, yeah, 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 yeah. We I call him that. ELP because yeah, we're I in the business. That. So this match full of cringe spots for me, uh, both guys really, but mainly Hiromu taking all kinds of cringe spots where he lands on his head, lands on his neck. Uh, ELP. One of the things that one of the moves that I loved was ELP hitting a senton while Hiromu was draped across the ropes, but he was draped like across his spine rather than draped like across his stomach. He was like laying across the rope. So I love that senton. Uh, ELP coming off the top onto Hiromu where he's laying on the ropes. Um, it was just this was to determine who was going to face um, Ishimori on the next day on day two for the lightweight title. So ELP used all kinds of bullet club moves. I think that was the, 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 the gist of the match, the story of the oh, match was ELP that. used in the yeah, styles yeah. clash. Uh, starts right away with the ref bumps. One of the, my big complaints mm. about new Japan and this year or so is the pre preponderance of ref bumps. So I was just shaking my head, but Hiromu ends up winning with a hurricane Rana. Dave gave it four stars. I gave it three and three quarters. I love Hiromu just about anything that guy does. I love. So grade was pretty comparable there. What did you have it at? Same. I gave it the same thing, uh, as you did uh, three and three, four. So pretty much right there with Dave on that. Uh, e ELP is a guy that, I think he's so talented. I love to watch him, but he hasn't got me to the point to where I see his name and I want to watch his match. Does that make right. sense? Yeah, every, yeah. Yeah. Every match that I see him in is most of them are very, very good, especially yeah. with a good opponent. Uh, but I love what he did. He did the, the you know, the AJ thing, the Kenny Omega. He was, uh, he was uh, dedicate the whole match to the Bullet Club, and that was yeah. fun. And yeah. just, uh, like I said, just fun to watch. Great match, too. Just, uh, yeah. The crowd was kind of noisy too during this. Would way. have been good to start the card, but they had some other bullshit before that. Yeah. So, yeah, but yeah. anyway, all right, moving on. Second match. Kenta. It was Kenta. Kenta. All in capital letters. So Kenta beating Kojima, who was, of course, a sub for Juice Robinson. Uh, you know, I'm not a fan of those Kojima chops in the corner. I think it's the dumbest fucking thing, but it happens in that match. It happens in every match. It's his trademark. Uh, Kenta DDT'd on the apron was a really brutal spot. I actually started to get into this match, believe it or not. Um, Kojima is 50, so I got to cut him a little bit of slack. They ended up getting physical, God, and it actually old. picked up. 50, as they, 50 in the ring is old, yeah. I mean, it's not old compared to us, but it's old for the ring, and he looks in good shape, too. So it got physical. It picked up. So I cut it some slack. Kenta eventually wins with the GTS. Um, Dave gave it three and three quarters. I gave it three. It was watchable, but... I, I don't know. I just I think I would have liked having Juice in there better, even though Juice is so annoying to me. But I think Juice would have been a better matchup in the ring. So, so yeah, I, man, I thought Dave scored that a little row. bit higher. Yeah. Two matches in a row. We hadn't even talked about this ahead mm -hmm. of time. Three stars is what I gave it. Exactly what yeah. you did. It was one of those where it, I just couldn't bring myself into getting into it because Kenta is not – 
Both boring. of these guys. Kent one guy is, is on his way out. One guy is just he's boring. He's yeah. I hate to say that, but he is yeah. boring. Yeah. So all right. So then the short the short straw was drawn on the next match. So we had <laughs> Tanahashi taking on the great Okan. Oh God. Uh, great Okan. This, this was this was terrible. This was awful. And as I'm writing down my notes about this, I just I kept thinking Tana must have drawn the short straw on this because he got stuck with this load. You even so, sent me a, you even sent me a message on Facebook because you knew I watched it before you did. And you mm-hmm. go, oh God. And I think you said something about Meltzer's going to tear this apart or something. I but would go think, ahead. But yeah, Wait so I, I thought Tana couldn't bring this to even a watchable match for me. And I love Tana. So the comparisons that I'm going to make here, Flair and JYD, when, you know, everybody talked about Flair could have a match with a broom or a mop and he had good matches with JYD. And for whatever reason, my, my visual was Ray Mysterio literally working with a punching bag. That was like literally the, the visual that I had while this match was going on. Um, Tana can still go, Tana is great, but Tana just couldn't draw. He tried, you know, but he couldn't get a match out of this idiot. So he wins with a couple of high five flows. Uh, Dave, this was definitely my biggest discrepancy on point on grades here. Dave gave it three and three quarters. I gave it two and a quarter and the entire grade, the entire two and a quarter was just for Tanahashi giving it his all and trying to make something out of this. I thought it was terrible and no fault of his. It was just working with this Okan dude is just a, a losing proposition. I bet you didn't know, which I usually do on this, but I didn't prepare for it to this time. Mm-hmm. But I like Great Ocon. Can you believe that? I don't believe it. A horrible There's match. No, what's there to like? What's uh, there actually, to like? A horrible. I guess it's because of his size and auto. Legit. He's legit. He would really legit. You mm-hmm. know. I mean, there's not a lot of wrestlers that whip my ass, but he would. So, no. no. Uh, <laughs> so what was your I, for grade? some reason, I like him, and I don't know why. I guess it's just one of those things, but I agree 100% with you. I gave it two and a half stars, and I thought, well, I gave it two and a half stars just for uh, one guy that was in the ring and one guy that made me laugh sometimes in the ring. So, there we go. Uh, uh, pretty much me and you are agreeing on everything. So, yeah, good God. All right. Let's weird. Get, I, yeah, well, it'll change here in a minute. It'll yeah, I'm sure, it, well, I'm sure it will. So as soon as I eclipse the five-star mark, oh, yeah. you're going to shoot me down there. So ironically, after we have Great Okan, we have the Great Okada versus the Great Ospreay. So you see what I did there? Oh, so yeah. this was the match I was waiting for. Um, it's ironic that it followed that last piece of crap. So I thought the card had kind of actually kind of plateaued somewhat to get to this match. And then this was magnificent. This was what I was waiting for. Um, After Osprey turned at the G1, this was what it was building to. And it delivered Um, the sound. This was one of the matches where I thought the sound was super cool. It echoed through the building. It sounded great. Uh, There was many holy shit spots. Okada getting suplexed on that hard table that didn't break was amazing. Uh, Osprey getting tombstoned on the apron. Uh, Osprey hitting a Spanish fly off the top. Just so many great moves. You can't even recount all of them. But it was the the story of the match. A lot of it was the money clip getting on, the money clip being broken, getting to the ropes. So he broke the money clip. Uh, And then Okada finally winning with the Rainmaker. So I wrote down two of the all-time greats at the top of their game. That was my reference to this match. So they went 35 minutes, although it did not at all feel like 35 minutes. There's a match coming up that went about 48 minutes and it felt every bit of 48 minutes. This one, 35 minutes did not feel like it It was entertaining throughout. Um, Pretty close on the grades here. Dave, five and a quarter. I gave it five. 
I gave it five. God, we agreed with everyone. Oh, my God. Scary. Well, you know, it won't go over five. So, but uh, I wrote down stiff. I thought it was really stiff. Dave made a comment that that I thought we, we I would mention. He says, Okada's, Okada's goal here was to do another Okada Omega match. Yeah. That's what it felt like. It really felt so, like something special. Uh, these two guys, and Osprey is somebody special. He yeah. and Okada will always, he will go down as one of the greatest that me and you've seen. And there'll be all these old timers that say, oh, he's not as good as Ric Flair. He's not as good as blah, blah, blah. But Okada is. He is that good, guys. He really is. If you've never seen him, yeah. and I know there's some guy, people that watch my watch this on Facebook Live and never seen seen him go out of your way get a match with him i I gave it five stars i also made a um a reference to the table oh uh that was that was a crazy spot and the rainmaker did it okay so here's the funny thing about this match and there's another match that does the same thing and you may not have noticed because you were into the match but at the 35 minute call Mm -hmm. they do the 35 minute call then they go straight to the finish Mm. It was like the queue. It was like, wait, no, you can't do that, guys. How long yeah, have you been yeah. doing this? But they said 35 minutes, and boom, they went straight to the finish. Yeah. And, and good to see the Rainmaker back. So Yeah, I think Osprey is bound for stardom here. I think he's going to be the next foreign superstar in New Japan if he's not already. I mean, I, I don't know. I if think they, he is. I think he I, is. I mean, yeah, yeah. whatever happens with Jay White, you know, I think that um, Osprey's got it in the bag as far as being the next big star. So, all right. So our main event for night one was Ibushi versus Naito for the double titles. Um, just fantastic chemistry with these two. Again, many cringe moments, especially with these guys, because they're clearly, they just don't give a shit about their heads and their necks. And I don't know. I don't know how they managed to go on both of these guys. So they just don't give a damn. So right away within the first couple minutes of the match, Ibushi Germaned on the floor onto his head. Uh, within the first like two, three minutes on the ramp, he's German suplexed onto his head. Um, Naito gets Frankensteinered off the apron to the floor. Um, just a great fast pace to this match. Um, you would never know, you know, you always hear about these stories about Naito's knees and he has bad knees and he can barely get to the ring and so on. You would never know once the bell rings that this guy has bad knees and that he's falling apart. So this guy always delivers, um, Abushi just kept hitting the Kamigoye till it was enough times, and he finally wins the match. Um, Jay, Jay White comes out at the very end to challenge to set up the drama for the next night. Um, just a really well-done piece of work from both of these guys. Um, Dave gave it five. I gave it four and a half. I gave it five. I can't believe it. We disagreed on this finally, one. I gave it five. I absolutely loved it. I thought you were um, going to go five and a quarter. No, you won't see me do that. You and Dave lost your minds on that. Uh, what was I going to say about, uh, oh, I don't, I'm not, I'm, I know this is going to surprise you, but I'm not a fan of the Abushi goes evil thing where he goes crazy, oh, where you know, he kind of flips yeah, out. Yeah. I don't, I know it's kind of, if it's used, it's okay. if it, it would be okay, okay if it was used at the end for me. If yeah. it was used at the very end, the kind of the uh, pulling the straps down or the comeback like Hogan used to do, I would be okay. But then all of a sudden there's a, you know, it's like, he's got a demon in him. I know the yeah. storyline and I know it's, I know it's very, uh, abusive because he's into anime and all that kind of stuff. So he loves that kind of, uh, he's just making it and Kelly puts it over huge. By the way, Kevin Kelly was awesome. Fantastic. Along with, uh, with Rocky during Chris this, Charlton. And Chris put it Charlton. over perfect. But at this point, the end of the night, you're looking at and you're thinking to yourself, 
you know, when it comes to the big, to the big shows, um, and I know AEW puts on a hell of a show, but they, when it comes to the work rate, mm-hmm. it, it's both of them are very, very close. I mean, New Japan's there, but just think AEW's only been in, in business, you know, just a little over a year, and they're still putting on quality pay per views. <laughs> but at the end of the night, you knew, you, I had a good feeling about it until mm-hmm. I seen the mess that they did. <laughs> The next night at Dash, it was like I didn't even want to watch it, and, it, and I'm getting kind of bored of, of I mean, that. It, but this it, this show was really good. This felt like it was Abushi's time. It, they, you know, oh, for yeah, all yeah, the criticism yeah, yeah. that I've given New Japan for various things for this last six seven months, this felt like the right time. And you know, the argument could be made that last year was the right time for Abushi, but I think this felt like the right time. It felt obvious that this was going to be the title change and it was going to go to Abushi. And God, you know, I hope he doesn't injure himself or anything. He seems like he's indestructible. So I hope they can run with him for quite some time in 2021. All right. All right. Do you want to give a thumbs up, thumbs down what it was for the first night real quick? Oh, we're not, not this yet. We're not not there yet, yet. Not yet. Okay. Uh, we can do that at the end, but I definitely thumbs up for the night. Um, as far as no, the, voters, the, yeah, 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 yeah. the voters, they had 98.7% thumbs up. 1.3% thumbs in the middle and nobody voted thumbs down at all, um, which I tend to agree with that. They had Okada and Osprey as the best match. Also agree with that. They had the Rumble as the worst match, although I thought the Okan match was way worse than the Rumble. The Rumble was just entertaining for what it was. If you go into that with low expectations, they met my low expectations. Um, so to me, that was a missed call on the um, the worst match vote. All right, all right. Now let's talk about Dud of the Year. I saved it for our next episode instead of putting it on Twitter. So what I need you to do is you give me one of them, and you'll take the other one, because for the second year in a row, we've got Dud of the Year. So congratulations to you, Lance. I appreciate Um we put out so many episodes. I'm not making excuses, but I told P3 Radio, by the way, I think, I think you guys had something to do with this. Uh, sabotage. Sabotage. Yeah, there was uh, but uh, ballot we, stuffing. You put out so many episodes. Some episodes just don't don't hit it. You know, they just don't hit it. And that's what happened two years ago with P3 Radio. But for the last two years, me and you, I think we had a Cool Kids Countdown last year. We got the Observer the Observer. <laughs> Uh, this year, one of the episodes. So, hey, thank you guys for not listening to that episode. So, we uh, hey, it. if I can get some free junk food out of this, out of this, then I'm okay with it. Although I'm lactose intolerant, so I believe that there is there should be a miscount. Uh, there's some sort of injustice has been perpetrated by Richard Lee and Joshua Lee. I think they just didn't want to win it for three years in a row, and somehow they That's stuffed it. the ballot box. Well, so, that yeah. All right, guys, we're going to still be on Patreon. As you know, you can keep following the live feed on Patreon, uh, and we're going off Facebook Live now. Now let's go to a commercial. Pink. Memphis Wrestling is back, featuring Dustin and Maria Starr, Alan Steele, Derek King, The Posse, King Cobra, and more. Championship Wrestling from Memphis. Ooh, <laughs> this.
This episode is brought to you by Spunk Lube. Spunk Lube is the perfect blend of water and silicone. It is an all-purpose personal lubricant that can be used for any occasion. You will love the natural feeling and look of it. It is safe for sensitive skin. Go to spunklube.com and tell them shooting the shiznit sent you. This episode is also sponsored by Manscaped.com. That's right, get 20% off and free shipping with the code STSPOD. That's 20% off with free shipping at Manscaped.com with promo code STSPOD. If you're stuck in a house and still want to order food, go with Uber Eats. That's right. Download Uber Eats on your favorite device. Get $7 off your first order by using this code EATS-BRIANT24790UE. That's E-A-T-S-B-R-I-A-N-T-24790UE. Hey, we want to thank our sponsors. And before Lance talks to us about his book real quick, I want to, uh, we made a big announcement this week, Rolling Into Mempo. Uh, it's going to start uh, February the 27th. We have somebody new coming to our family, Rhino JB. He is a Twitch, uh, a Twitcher. Is that what you call a Twitch it? Superstar. Twitch superstar. Twitch streamer or something like Twitch that. Twitch superstar like he, in WWE. I went to his, uh, I went to his Twitch channel and he was doing a, uh, <laughs> He was doing a, a wrestling fantasy wrestling league or something. It was really awesome. It was fun to watch. And uh, he's got a lot of personality, guys. I think he was sitting there drinking whiskey. I don't know, but it, that's what it looked like. So doesn't that, didn't he used to play for the Cubs, Rhino? Oh, yeah, or am I thinking of that, somebody else? Oh, no, he okay. was with the impact last time. I oh, that's true. Yeah, yeah. with Moose. All right, man. Moose. Talk, talk to us about your book. All right. The book is out. The book is going to be sold in Chicago bookstores. We're making some Yay. headway in getting this the book into some Chicago book and record stores. So the book is called All the Right Notes. You guys heard me talking about it last year for months and months and probably thought it was a work and it wasn't real. But the book is out. Uh, it is all kinds of short stories about me and my encounters in rock music and just various things that have touched my life in terms of music, concerts, albums, songs, run-ins with people, um, everything, you name it. It's a lot of fun and appreciate all the help Brian has gotten us for it as far as promoting it and putting it together in the first place. Um, so check it out. It's on Amazon. It's on Kindle. You can get it in paperback, $14.99 on paperback, $9.99 on Kindle. Order it today. You'll have a lot of fun. Really excited. And also next Tuesday, we'll be recording an episode with Lance. That's right. Uh, it's got nothing to do with professor wrestling and we're going to talk about the book. I've read the book about three times and I've got some comments to make about some of the bands that you did put in there. Uh, and some of the bands that you did, we're gonna have a fun time. And then we got another, if we get everything lined up, we got another special announcement for that episode that I think everyone's going to want. Everyone's going to find very interesting and fun. So we also have contacted uh, for next week. We have Jeff Osborne. I don't know if you remember Jeff, but he was with, MMA uh, guy, right? 
Yeah, MMA guy. Also, he did cassette wrestling news. So he's going to come on in. And I don't know if me and him could do 30 minutes. Jeez, you know, man. maybe, maybe we should give away a copy of the book, like an autographed copy. Oh, of, the of your, yeah, we could do that. Maybe we Jeez, should do that. Let's do that. If you're let's watching it that. live on Facebook, all you and have to do is copy. we will figure out ways to, yeah, yeah, how yeah. you can enter to win the book. So good we idea, should do good that. Idea. Oh. So. Look at us spitballing on the on the fly here. We're calling it in the ring, as you like to say. Uh, yeah. All right. Here we go, so, man. Let's get let's get this second part wrapped up. All right. Night two. The match that I said. I don't know why you included this match. This was to me. I don't know how this got in there because there was another tag match that I thought was actually better than this match. So first one we're starting out with is Desperado and Kanemaru beating Taguchi and Mas- Master Wado. Ugh, I just roll my eyes whenever I have to say Master Wado. <laughs> So they uh, retained the junior tag titles. This was so much ass humor. Anytime you got Taguchi, you're getting the ass humor. There was silly ref stuff in this match. I just, Wado is goofy looking in the first place. I can't take him seriously. There was a lot of sloppy stuff in here. A lot of bad timing sequences in here. As far as I'm concerned, this Wado dude needs to be a footnote in this current golden age of New Japan wrestling and all the talent in New Japan over the last five, ten years. And currently, this Wado guy, I don't know why they're putting money behind him because he sucks. So Dave gave this one three and a quarter. I gave it two and a half. It it happened. It was there. I, it, that's the best I can say about this match. That's the exact reason why I want you to talk about Watto. That's the only reason I put it on here because I knew you hated him. I want to know I what have you said. A shirt on representing the color of him. There you Ooh. go. And I so. uh, and I seen Dave's writing, and I was like, Dave's on crack. So whatever. Are we watching He's the a, same show. The same show. Also, remember Dave gave uh, Great Ocon three and three fours. Did we say that? Why did it start? Uh, it was three and three quarters. Yeah. Yeah. Three, three quarters. Yeah. No idea. No idea how, yeah. what he was thinking there. But yeah, two and a half for me, too. Man, we agreed on a lot of these. All right. <sighs> too go many. Ahead. So, all right. Next match the hard hitting Hoss battle that we had, where this card, the second night, really took off with this one. To, so it was Shingo beating Jeff Cobb for the to retain the Never title. Huge upgrade going right from that stupid tag match with all the fucking ass humor to this where I thought this was arguably Jeff Cobb's best match. And he had he did, did some great stuff in the G1, but this may have been his best match. Just a total hoss fight despite Shingo's girdle. I always have to make reference to Shingo's, Shingo's girdle. That's hard to say. You know, so, I, I want to I wanna feel that. It's like velvet or something. Right? If I ever met him, I'd say, can, can I? He's walking down the street. He must like walk down the street looking like this with that girdle. So. So anyway, this is the, you know, I complain about the overuse of the forearm battles in the middle of the ring. This is the kind of match that should have that kind of stuff. This match and like Suzuki matches should have that forearm battle in the middle of the ring, but they seem to do it every other match. So this was 21 minutes of just rough ass stuff from both of these guys. It became a war of attrition, as they say. Uh, Jeff Cobb hits the tour of the islands, his finisher, but his knee goes out and he can't make the cover. Uh, They trade all kinds of suplexes throughout the whole match, headbutts throughout the match, just everything that was as brutal as they could possibly make it. These guys did it. And Shingo finally wins with his move, the last of the dragon. Um, I wanted to make note that Jeff Cobb uses a move called the BT bomb. Oh yeah. I wanted to see if you're aware of that, if you've trademarked that or anything. 
I need so, a, I need y'all to Google that and take a look at it. And I've got a petition up for him not to use that. So. These guys had to have been sore for days. Oh, I yeah, actually yeah. emailed Jeff Cobb about That's something else said. afterwards. And I said, man, you got to still be sore. This is a couple days later. <laughs> um, so Dave gave this one five. I gave it four and a half. Um, it was excellent. Just entertaining as hell. Just great. Right he gave it. I gave it to four and a quarter. And I made comments about this almost every time. Uh, Jeff Cobb. And this goes back to we've talked about this before with the Meltzer is that he he does have his favorites. I'm sorry. He he don't see Tanahashi. it. Tanahashi. And a Tanahashi and Cobb. He always seems to give, and it used to be Nakamura. He seems to give Cobb about a half a star or a full star more than I usually do on every match. This one, oh, just so fun, so fun. Love the I match. I can understand that in a sense because having met Jeff Cobb a handful of times, he's a super nice guy. So it's hard to be objective. You know, once you meet some of these guys, right, right, it's yeah. hard to be objective because he's a super, super sweetheart. So anyway, it, totally not the image that you got from this match because he came across like a motherfucker in this I've, lo- I've loved this guy ever since Lucha Underground. Lucha I Underground, yeah, Lucha exactly. Underground. I love yep. what they did with him there. Uh, but I have, I went from loving that character to, uh, you know, but now he, I mean, he just looks fantastic. He's yeah. lost, he's probably only lost about 20 pounds at the mm-hmm. most, but he's put it in the right place. Maybe <clears throat> just to put it, changed it where it was. Uh, just great look. He's tan. Uh, no, I'm not, I'm not going to crush on him, but the darker he is, the better I like him, but, but uh, <laughs> just gonna leave just, that alone. yeah, yeah. I've just become <laughs> a huge fan uh, of Cobb, yeah. you know, and it took me a while. So, yeah. So, all right. And then the, the next match that I had a major discrepancy on the grade here was Sonata versus evil. As soon as this starts, I put yawn. I just write down yawn. Uh, as soon as Dick Togo comes out, it turns me off right away because you know, there's going to be fuckery. Dick Togo. Well, there's it's that. Dick to yeah. to turn you on. No, that's on the other side of the screen, but all not right. on this side of the screen. So he turns it turns me off right away because you know it's going to be nothing but fuckery and bullshit with the referees and stuff and all kinds of underhanded bullshit that just gets to be so over and over and monotonous. So I will say Sonata tried hard. Uh, he gave it his all, but with all the interference and the ref bumps and the shenanigans, it just took me out of it. So I was looking at my watch, trying to see. I was looking at texts, and I I just can't get into evil. And I've liked evil in the past i just i'm so bored with evil right now so this it was just overdone they finally took out dick togo through a table um and i disagree with dave on this point too dave had mentioned in the recap of this that tables aren't used are used sparingly enough in japan that they're still special whereas in wwe and aew they're used constantly so they're no longer special there was plenty of table usage on this card you know we talked about okada going through the table uh, Dick Togo going through the table here. There was plenty of table stuff here. So I don't, I'm not sure what he's talking about on that either. I think that they're not, they're different because it's that little wooden, hard wooden table. It is. So I mean, a different reaction. Different, different. Um, what are they they're thinking? Used you just know? As much. They're used just as much. I'm sorry. So Sonata finally wins this with a moonsault and the big point discrepancy here. Dave gave it four and a quarter. I gave it two and three quarters. I just Ooh, thought it was wow. a real snooze, a real snooze for me. Wow. Well, I'm right in the middle there, I guess. I gave it three and three quarters. I like the match. I like Sonata, but I am so bored of him and evil. Mm-hmm. Sonata, man, I, I came up with this and I was thinking to myself, what would make him exciting? I don't know how they would uh, how they would do it or whether the fans would buy it. But you know, uh 
Mudo is huge. He's a huge Mudo fan. I would bring him in and have him be his mentor and turn him into the to the great Sonata. I really would with the makeup, the whole nine yards. Yeah, uh, he would give him. He a needs gimmick. something. He needs yeah, something because yeah. he's just so boring. So yeah, yeah. I, I'm surprised we agree on that too. Because um, technically he's good. I mean, he's got it, and we've given him great scores on stuff in the past. But just this combination is just so boring and overdone. He is we've one of seen. the better ones there. So he's yeah. really good, but he just is him and evil. It's over and done with already. You know. Yeah, so yeah. all right. So then we picked it back up again. We have my man Hiromi who is my guy right now. Hiromu is my guy, probably worldwide. So Hiromu beating Ishimori for the junior title. So what I thought was interesting note on this is that Hiromu and Ibushi were the two guys who worked both shows. In addition to Yano and the 24-7 idiots, they they seem to really put their trust and faith in Hiromu and Ibushi to work both of the cards. So Hiromu is the man. They should spin him off from LIJ right now. I mean, make it happen sometime this year. He, as a single put him as one of the top stars in the company, if not the top star in the company. So um, Ishimori actually controlled most of this match. He was on offense most of I this match. Say, yeah, yeah. Um, almost every bit of it. You kind of knew who was going to win. I felt yeah, like, well, I Because he I took the whole match yeah, yeah. for the most part. He got powerbombed on the apron, though, at one point. That looked brutal. Um, Ishimori does. Um, he also did the Pentagon Junior uh, arm break spot, which I thought was interesting that they lifted that from uh, Lucha Underground. So Ishimori kind of just basically beat the crap out of him the whole match until he finally wins with the time bomb. So they went 25 minutes, just a really good fast pace. Um, I loved it. Just great match. So Dave gave it four and three quarters. I had it four and a half. So pretty comparable there. I had it like four. I said, Hiromu I, I is my guy. Too. Yeah. I know he's your totally guy. I, guy. I liked it a lot, but I gave it four stars. Uh, also went straight to the finish after they said 25 minutes. 25 so that was minutes. the other match that did that. I was like, caught oh, that twice. You did that. Uh, yeah. But yes, that's, um, like both guys a lot, but mm-hmm. what do we just talk about? Sonata with he's got to have a gimmick. You sometimes don't say it, but you got to have a gimmick. Uh, so what's made him so over? He's over with you, but he's over with everybody else. Is he's got charisma and yeah. he has a gimmick. So in this guy works. Uh, you know, you talking about Osprey. This guy is close to the Osprey. He needs to be in there. He needs to be heavyweight. He needs I, to be in there with Okada. Can you imagine the Okada feud with him? So I just would love to have like. Like I said, Hiromu, just the charisma, the outfit, the look, the everything, the work rate, and the fact that he came back from the enormous injury and he's still going strong. So I think this guy should be the top guy. You know, size be damned. I think he should be the top guy right now in New Japan. My other guy is Ishii, who didn't really get much emphasis on this card at all on either one of these cards. So that's my other guy who I don't think is ever going to be the top guy just because he doesn't have that look. But Hiromu has that look. Hiromu should be the guy. He got the fucking stuffed animal over, so I think he got the, be the charisma. Man. He got yeah. charisma. Like that's so. the charisma. Hey, this would be the perfect time to take a quick break and let's talk about Manscaped. What do you got to say, Lance? So Manscaped, Happy New Year for Manscaped. Uh, they are the best in men's below the waist, not above the Woo. waist. Although there's some of us that that get it mistaken. So best below the waist grooming offering precision engineered tools for your family jewels, tools for the jewels. Uh, they're here to help you with clean balls to ring in the new year. So ring in the new year with the right tools for that job. All right. So happy 
2021. A spoiler alert. Oh, this is a spoiler alert, Lance. Yeah. Hairy nuts are still gross. <laughs> Step us to the new year with the tree standing taller and shave your boys. Hey, did you notice that? It looks like the tree's taller, man, when you shave like your a, boys. Just a little bit taller. So, uh, okay. Landscaped is here to give you a New Year's resolution that you actually want to keep. The perfect package 3.0 is the below the waist grooming package you need to start off strong this year. So come out of quarantine with clean balls. We got to say balls about 75 times in this. <laughs> Thanks to the lawnmower 3.0. This water safe, waterproof skin safe trimmer will reduce Nick's, not Stevie Nick's, to your new two best new two best friends. Uh, third generation trimmer even has a light to shine in the promised land of 2021 looking to be. So it's also time to freshen up down there for the new year. The crop preserver is an anti-chafing ball deodorant and moisturizer. You already put deodorant on your armpits. Why not put them on the smelliest part of your body too? So, And for on-the-go freshness, get this. You'll love the Crop Reviver. It's a ball toner spray. Not toner like ink, not black ink on your balls. It's a toner spray. Just a couple of sprays. Makes you feel fresh there. Start a Like a spray. <laughs> Like start the new year with a fresh set of testes. Thanks to Manscaped. <laughs> Manscaped even threw in their shed travel bag to keep all your goodies stored comfortably. Speak of comfort, the Manscaped anti-chafing, anti-chafing, yes, anti-chafing, yes. Boxer briefs are also included. Man, I love those things and bring you underwear game to the next level. Bring sexy back in 2021 and tell us how, Lance. Uh, you can get 20% off and free shipping. That is big with the code STSPOD, right? That's Isn't STSPOD. That pod. That's STS right. STSPOD at manscaped.com. That's M-A-N-S-C-A-P-E-D.com. And your balls, your testes, your nuts, all the adjectives and the synonyms that we used in here will thank you. That's right. 20% off free shipping with the code STSPOD at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use the code STSPOD. New year, new balls. New balls. All right. So our main event for the second night is Ibushi beating Jay White to retain the title. Um, this had an incredibly slow start. I was... You know, it, at first I was like, okay, they're starting so slow because you're, you know, they're obviously going to go really long. Um, the whole show was basically heel Jay White on top for about 15 minutes. The He's such a prick. He's such a good heel. One of the things that's so subtle that I loved about Jay White on this card, and he did it before in the G1 too, was where he's trying to get the crowd to chant. He's trying to egg on the crowd to chant, either to boo for him or to cheer for Ibushi. And, you know, they can't make noise because of COVID. And so he keeps on this subtle, you know, it's such a subtle thing, but doesn't go over my head. I love it every time he does it. So about 20 minutes in, Ibushi finally turns it on. He hulks up as it were. Um, White, one of the spots that I really liked was Jay White fenning, laying down to take the pinfall. And then he hits the low blow on Ibushi. I thought that was brilliant. Great strategy there. Um, White murdered him on the rails, on the ramp, on the apron, just all over the place. So many Germans to Ibushi's neck, like we talked about before. Um, Ibushi at the 48-minute mark with two Kamagoyes for the win. So lots of interference and shenanigans here. However, these two guys are so talented that they were able to overcome it. It wasn't 
it was overkill, just like it was in Evil and Sonata. But these two guys busted their asses to the point where they could overcome all that bullshit. So I gave it actually Dave and I matched on this one, five and a quarter. It was the first on this whole rundown. This was the first time that we actually matched our score. So five and a quarter for me. Gave it five stars. You know, I don't give it any better. I thought it was a great, (laughs) fantastic match. Uh, I've been saying this for for a long time, and I've been talking about him, and everybody says, you even agreed up until recently. A lot of people said, oh, he's boring, blah, 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 with Jay White. Uh, I think the last time we did, uh, we talked about Jay White. I made the comment, he's flawless. If you watch this match, he is flawless. In this, you talk about what he was doing. It was like almost the old style wrestling yeah, to start the first much 15, so. 17 minutes. If you're an old school fan and you yeah. say you don't like the new style, take a look at this kid. Uh, yeah. I think it is all cafe because he's not, I think he signed a contract. If I remember, he's not going anywhere. So I think this is just bullshit that they've been doing with him. Uh, but I thought it was funny because I seen a lot of the internet wrestling, uh, the IWC, they just started getting all excited because Jay White was going to do this. Jay White was going to do that. And I was like, uh, last week, y'all were talking about how boring he was and how you hated yeah. him. And we didn't, you know, he, he's come, when it comes to this gimmick, he has really turned it up. Yeah. Uh, he is he is this gimmick now, and, and he's really just so good. Uh, what has he been wrestling, Lance? Five or six years? That's all he's been wrestling? Yeah, That's really scary. short time, like That's six, seven scary. years, I think, of the most. So, yeah, I've come around on him. I, I thought he was boring, uh, but like you, read, you referenced, I think it's, really very obvious that he watches tapes of old matches because he does play that really old school asshole heel to the perfect, just perfectly. You know, um, I think like I put in the group, I think he could give Randy Orton some lessons on how to play heel because he just does it so well. He's not doing anything to get over as a baby face to be the cool heel. He's just wants to be the dick and he does a great job with it. So the Randy Orton stuff. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, so talking about this card, one of the things that I thought was interesting, you left out the rumble and the Kings of pro wrestling match, both of the Yano oh. matches, you left that out. The one match that I thought you could have included instead of that Watto match was the God match with Tai Chi and Sabre uh, for the heavyweight tag belts. Cause I gave that one a three star. That was a three star match. I thought that was a definitely. He cut, easily he a cut his he cut his fucking hair. I'm not <laughs> ever gonna watch his match anymore. Tamatanga does look like a different guy altogether. Do you know so. that there's a rule in wrestling? You're supposed to lose your hair in a match, and the motherfucker not gets to his just hair get a haircut, oh, yeah, okay, or not get tattoos without the uh, without Vince's approval. <laughs> so I thought another interesting point: Yano's comedy is basically New Japan's 24 seven title. You know, and if what's interesting to me is if that shit would have happened here people would have been shitting on that match and people would have been shitting on everything that had to do with that rumble and Yano never getting in the ring and just the the next match, the the day after with the four of them, the four finalists. So I just think it's interesting, double standard, how it doesn't get shit on there. It should have gotten shit on there because it was nothing special. Um, Another thing they do that they had that um, commercial in the middle of one of the, in fact, both shows with Naito doing the uh, video game commercial in Japanese with Japanese subtitles. I'm like, why? They're speaking Japanese. You don't yeah, need no, subtitles. Give us the yeah. subtitles in English because it looked like a funny commercial. I wanted to I wanted to hear what they had to say. So um, you referenced earlier Kevin Kelly doing a, such a great job. 
Chris Charlton, amazing. Uh, Rocky, great in his role as well. Just these guys and no crickets. That was the other positive about this show. There was no crickets because they were actually there in the arena. So those guys are state of the art when it comes to calling these matches. Those guys are state of the art. The preparation, just amazing. And their chemistry, fantastic as well. Oh, tell us uh, thumbs up, thumbs down. And what was the best match? with All right. So on day two, it was 100% thumbs up. Everybody, every single vote was thumbs up. Uh, Their best match was Ibushi and White with they had Shingo and Cobb as a distant second. I had it as a close second, but shouldn't have been a distant second. But they had Ibushi and White as the best match, which it was. Uh, The worst match they had as the four-way, the Yano match I was talking about by far. Uh, But honestly, the Watto match should have been right there, too, as far as the worst match on the second night. So um, what was interesting in terms of the responses was... It was about the same for each night. The number of votes was the same for night one versus night two, but they were down substantially from last year. It was down 31% from last year from night one. So I don't know. There was less, I guess there was less burnout from night one to night two this year. And people watched both nights, maybe because like I said, the, there was like an easier to digest the four hour shows. Um, And also no Moxley, no Jericho, no Omega, um, perhaps white and Ibushi aren't connecting like they want them to with the people in the States. So it was interesting how there were far fewer votes this year than last year. Um, and that night one and night two were almost identical as far as that goes. All right. All right, guys. Hey, let's end it right here. Same bad time, same bad channel on the best little wrestling podcast in the business. Be there. And as everyone knows, knows, I I love love my my mama. mama. And as everyone knows, I have fun everywhere I go. And I'm about ready to go out that door because I got my stimulus money today. And I'm going (laughs) to go out and get drunk and find whatever hookers want to hang out with me. Good God. Hookers and drunk. All right. Thank you. Thank you, Lance. Did you enjoy that episode? Cash App us. That's right. Dollar sign B-T-S-T-S. Cash App us. One dollar. Two dollars. If you Cash App us over twelve dollars, I'll give you one year of Patreon for free. Graphic design is very important. Your logo is the first image potential customers see. What kind of impression would you want to make today? Need a podcast logo or a t-shirt design? KT does art. Her name has become synonymous with quality and professionalism in the graphic design community. She specializes in graphic design, painting, and more. She provides affordable commissions and professional quality with a timely delivery. Contact KT via email at KT underscore does art at yahoo.com. Take out her Instagram at Instagram.com slash KT underscore does art. Hey, that was another great episode of Shooting the Shiznit. We're currently looking for contestants for who wants to be the best Shiznit ever championship 2021. A shout out to our sponsors this month. And also, we have Patreon. It is only $1 at www.patreon.com slash shooting the shiznit without a G. A big thank you and a shout out to Bob McGee at Pro Wrestling, Between the Sheets, and Gene Jackson at localstolegends.com. You can reach us on Twitter at comicbookmarkbt, Instagram BT shooting the shiznit without a G, Facebook shooting the shiznit with a G, and we're also at Cool Kids Wrestling and MMA Talk. You gotta ask to get in. If we don't like you, we'll kick you out. That's right. 
And you can get all the archives to all the episodes at www.stspod.club. All right, let's do a roll call of my favorite podcast. So my favorite non-wrestling podcast would be Who's Right Podcast, Paul Boy's Podcast, The Official Podcast, Man Brain Podcast, My Favorite Murder Podcast, I Am Fat Podcast, and my buddies over there, Richard Josh at P3 Radio. Hey guys, thanks for joining us today. Remember, keep your feet on the ground and keep reaching for the stars.